Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. 107.1, you are listening to BS in the Morning. I am Brad, he is Shelly, and together we make BS. Is it BS or is it Brad and Shelly? You just never know. So to listen to us, uh, if you want to listen to a stream, you can go to bsinthemorning.show or you can stream online at westplex1071.com. And uh, we play the 90s, naughties to now. Nope, that's a lie. We play naughties to now. And... Um, yeah, we're ready to have a really good show. Brad, how are you today? They go around the perimeter at night to make sure that their flock is safe. And he's talking about my great, or I'm talking about my great peers. You mean through the assholes? I'm sorry? You mean through the assholes? Yeah, I didn't understand that one. You mean through the assholes? Yeah, forget that one because I can't understand it. You mean through the assholes? You can play it as many times as you want to. Still don't understand it. And I would moon her. I'm an that FAA engineer. Scratch, that, scratch, Brad. scratch. Do you know who I am? I'm kind of a big deal. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, Do you scratch, know scratch. Who I, am? I don't know how to put this, but that I'm really kind of a big deal. deal. Calm down, calm down. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I got a beautiful feeling. Everything's going my way. I don't think that we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. It made me want to heave. I don't think that we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. The building is on fire. I did not know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're really not. So don't keep on saying you're sorry. <laughs> uh, you don't understand what this one says? Listen carefully. Uh-huh. You mean through the assholes? You said you mean through the bleep holes, but I cut out the part that was bleeped. What was I saying that in reference to? You talking about something about donkey holes or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, take that one out because it's it's you have to explain it and it just kind of ruins it for everything. You mean through the assholes? You don't like that one. No. How about this one? They go around the perimeter at night to make sure that their flock is safe. That's a, that's exactly what my chance did before we got him. No, 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 no. That's Joe Biden. That's what he does. Did you know that? That's not what he does. Every night he circles around he, the country. He sends, <laughs> he you know, the wonder dog around. <laughs> no, every every night he circles around the country. You didn't know that. Every night. That's why he's always so like, sleepy in the morning. Like, you know, oh, dude, you wake me up. Well, who am I? Who am I? Where am I? Because he's been flying around the country to make sure the flock's safe. We're the flock every night. The Air Force One leaves at like 1 in the morning, flies, <laughs> goes up the coast to Maine, goes along the uh, Canadian border, then down the west coast, then uh, picks up the Mexican border. He shortcuts. He doesn't, and you know, I give him this, he doesn't necessarily shortcut 
but he doesn't go all the way up like the uh, the uh, like the Texas coast, like through Houston. He just cuts across the Gulf of Mexico, picks up the Florida Keys, then just goes up the uh, you know the Florida coast and back to D.C. every night. That's our president hard at work, and keeping you, us safe. And you told us about it by saying. They go around the perimeter at night to make sure that their flock is safe. That's what he does. Man, he's gotten in trouble with the Nicki Minaj, Minaj thing. We talked about that yesterday. You know, what? She's like sort of got him on the ropes. You know, I mean, um, you know the whole Nicki Minaj weird story? We talked about no. this yesterday. Yeah, well, her supposedly... Uh, there's two interesting things about the virus thing. First off, well, let me remind me to go back to Nicki Minaj. First off, St. Louis County, which I think is funny, St. Louis County officially would post their county council meetings on YouTube. You know, every every Tuesday when they have their county council county council meeting, they would edit up the the you know the the video and put put it up on YouTube. That way, which I think is good. Anybody who wants to see what happened to the county council that night. You know, the night, whatever night it was, you can pull it up on YouTube and you can watch it. Well, you know what the problem was? YouTube no. YouTube kept, take, kept taking it down. Why? Because there were people, when they opened it up to, to uh, you know, public comments, there were people saying, the virus is not, is, is you know, like they'd say, the, vi- the vaccine doesn't work. And, you know, the virus really isn't all that bad. So, though YouTube interpreted that as quote unquote misinformation and you can't say in other words you can't say anything bad about the 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 virus you can't say like I think my my parrot got the virus and spread it to my iguana you know people go like well that's not that's no way that could happen you know what I mean and 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 bang if you had a video that said you know your parrot gave your iguana you know, COVID-19, they'd yank the video down. Oh, you can't do that. But yeah, you can say all sorts of crazy weird stuff on YouTube videos, but you can't do that. So the county has decided they're no longer put their, their videos up on YouTube because, and what's crazy is every time this happens, apparently somebody from the county complains to YouTube, hey, this is our county council meeting. We're not saying that this is true. These are just the people who came to the county council meeting. In other words, they're like, YouTube essentially is saying, well, you can't say that. You know, well, it's news. Well, you can't say it because we don't approve of that. It would be like them calling up Channel 5 and say, hey, don't you do any stories about the airport? Because if you do a story about the airport, we're not going to be happy with you. We're going to tell you, you know, we're going to we're going to take your video down. Yeah, but, we, you know, the airport's part of the St. Louis Metro. Oh, we don't care. The airport, you can't talk about the airport. See, that's what happens. <laughs> Once again, my journalism professor, Dr. Camille Winter, is spinning in his grave because that's what's happened to journalism. It's just gone out the window. I have two worthless, worthless degrees. I know it, every... that's what makes him spin in his grave. No, it, it's the fact that oh God, you know, it's so it's so sad. But yet, I was reminded yesterday by listening to a particular radio talk show host who was talking about yellow yellow journalism. Are you familiar with what yellow journalism was? No. Uh, back in the early part of the. 20th century in the early 1900s I believe it was William Randolph Hearst uh, who was a big newspaper publisher he actually started uh, being very scandalous with his newspapers and actually started printing them on yellow newsprint to differentiate himself from other newspapers because at the time even in St. Louis at one point in time there were like a gazillion different different uh, newspapers in St. Louis I mean big major papers like for example 
you know the the area that doesn't exist anymore out there in I forty four. You know it's called Times Beach. It used to be called Times Beach. Remember that? I do. Do you know the story behind Times Beach? I do not. The St. Louis Times, I think it was called the St. Louis Star Times, which was a newspaper here in St. Louis back in the early 1900s, decided that their readership was flagging. They weren't doing very well. So they decided that if you buy a, 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 a subscription to the St. Louis Star Times, I believe it's Star Times, I'll have to look that up, that you got a piece of real estate. And they bought like a big section. And keep in mind, back in the day, there was nothing out there. I mean, you think there's nothing out there now since they took away Times Beach. I mean, you know, back in the day when you got west of like what was what is now Lindbergh, it was you were in the prairie. You were in like the wilderness. Like St. Charles County was, I think there were like eight people lived in St. Charles County. And in Franklin County, there were four. You know, there was like nobody lived there. So what happened was when you got a subscription to the St. Louis Star Times, you got a piece of property and you actually got a deed. They bought a piece of property out there in southwest St. Louis County and divided up in little tiny sections. So every time anybody got a got a, a piece of or got a subscription to the paper, you got a piece of property. And it's called Times Beach because it was along the Merrimack River. So somebody came along. I can't remember the rest of the story. Somebody came along and and bought up the little little pieces from people, and then they 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 further subdivided it and made it into or no they didn't they um subdivided it and made it into like a subdivision. <clears throat> And sold unsighted, houses. Unsided it? Um, unsubdivided it. Unsub, is that a word? Unsubdivided? Yes. If you subdivide something, then you can, you put it back together, you un, unsubdivide it? I don't know. You make it whole? I don't know. No, no, you know what you do? What? You mean through the assholes? That's what you do. <sighs> You're going to keep on using it, and I still can't understand it. <laughs> So just keep on, keep on. Do you understand this one? And I would moon her. You get that one? Yes, I understand that one perfectly. Thank you. Okay, here, let me, I'll make this clear for you. You mean through the assholes? That was some weird sh- You mean through the assholes? That was some weird sh- That makes sense? Whatevs. <laughs> you don't like it, do you? No. I slave away over a hot microphone at night, over a hot computer screen, you know, working on these things. Then you go, eh, don't like it. I don't understand what it says. Well, that's because they're not funny, Brad. <laughs> Maybe not to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of them are very comical, but some of them are like. Hold on a minute. Mm, you know, I think, I think you're right. They don't have dog catchers in the government. That wasn't very funny. Wasn't very funny. Wasn't very funny at all. I don't know what to say. Laws are made to be broken. Wasn't very funny. I don't think True, that though. we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Oh, that's so funny. You're such a goofball. This is BS in the morning. That's why we call it. Six twenty-two. That's we call it BS because I speak it the truth. Everything that comes out of my mouth is the truth. Yeah, and as the driven snow. What a bunch of BS. Shelly's mouth. Six twenty-two is BS. Well, you want me to play? You want <laughs> Shelly throws the time out there, which means I don't want to talk anymore. Just play some commercials. And we're done, right? That's what that's is that is that's the Shelly interpretation. Use the canned commercials, but. <laughs> It's that the Shelly interpretation? We don't want to talk about that. Okay, you from our. You forget, speak Shelly, Brad. I'm proud of you. You for you you forgot to to remind me to go back to the Nicki Minaj story. 
Oh, I didn't think that we were done. I thought you were saving it for seven. So Nicki Minaj is like taunting the White House uh, over this virus thing because somebody in her family who lives in Trinidad, a male dude, got the shot and and he's supposed. I think he's engaged. He was supposed to go on his honeymoon. He was supposed to get married. And after he got the shot, his shall we say meaty bits got weird. Does that make any sense? <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say there. Really? You don't. You don't. You don't get what I'm trying to say there. Are you? Are you saying really because you don't understand what I'm saying, or really because you can't believe it happened? Um. So you're talking about his male member, right? <laughs> well, all all the 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 parts down under, shall we say? It wasn't just. It was like everything sort of went funky, and 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 she she took she blew the wedding off for that no 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 this was this was her this was like her cousin or something like that he lives in trinidad or i don't know some some other country and 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 she essentially said she got sort of sideways on the fact that like you can't say this vi- this vaccine is safe because of the fact that my cousin you know and then and then apparently she got a lot you know once again social media this went like bonkers on social media and people started saying, yeah, White House, what about that? So the White House starts, like, talking back to Nicki Minaj. Okay, first off, first mistake, ignore her. You know, and I'm not saying ignore her, but that's what happens when, you know, with politicians. If someone is gigging you and they're getting, they're getting traction, you know what I mean? If, like, I don't care who it is. If it's Josh Hawley or Donald Trump, you ignore them. But see, that's why Donald Trump was so interesting because of the fact that he didn't ignore anybody. If somebody said... Donald Trump, is it true that you've got six toes in your right foot? No, it's not true. I have six toes. I have seven toes in my right foot. And if you want to see it, I'm going to put those seven toes in your butt because I'm going to kick you in the butt. That's what, that's what made Donald Trump famous is that he never backed down on anything. You know, if somebody confronted him, he'd say, no, that's not true. Or, yeah, that's true. Yes. I'm the world's greatest man. I'm the world. He said, I'm the world. What did he say? I'm a very, there's a bunch of Donald, I got to get some Donald Trump drops. Some of them are so funny. You know, some of the things he said, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's just like this, this John, John Kennedy guy, the guy who's the senator that we drop all these little things on all the time where he says, let me think, I mean, this guy, every time the guy talks, it's like so funny. This is, this is, a, this is John Kennedy. This is the guy, he's the senator for Louisiana. Always be yourself unless you suck. <laughs> I mean, come on, you got to No, admit. it's not. Yeah, that, that's the Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. That's who that is. It must really suck to be that dumb. That is who that is. John Kennedy, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. I mean, every time he's interviewed, he's, everything that comes out of his mouth, if someone says to him, you know, Senator Kennedy, what do you think of the sun coming up in the morning? He wouldn't say, it's beautiful. He would say something like, oh, it just, it just makes it to the point where it makes my, my toes tingle. And it reminds me of the first time that I ever saw a, a car drive down the highway. I mean, I'm not making any sense. But he just, he just can't say something normal. It's always, and it's always sort of like Holmesy kind of, you know, folksy Holmesy kind of stuff. He's something mm. the other day, somebody asked him something, and he says something about a sheep. I'm going like, okay, where did the sheep come from? And he's saying, but like, well, that'd be like shearing the, the wool off a sheep when it was too cold. You know, it's like, okay, I get that. That's a good analogy. You know, sheeps have, have that, you know, that coat that, you know, lots of wool on the outside that makes them, you know, warm in the winter. And you don't shear them in the, in the winter. You shear them in the summer, right? Just like certain dogs, not your kind of dogs, but certain kind of dogs, 
you know, they have the winter the winter coat and the summer coat. You know what I'm saying? My dog has three coats. <laughs> it's a, true. I got another one right there. It's, 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 it's Brad, Brad, Brad. It's 627. Throat punch, honey. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. Was that you going, ah, oh, was that you doing? That was me. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> this is Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 crap, and 104.5 KSLQ. We call it the simulcast. And it it's yields. It's called the cast. It's, what did I, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. It's the cast. I'm sorry, what? You are right. Because, oh. well, you know you know my motto. I feel vindicated. No, you don't I'm going to have a good day today. You don't have to feel vindicated. Whatever a man can do, a woman can do better. So if I screw up, you don't screw up. If I make a mistake, you make it right. Once again, I I meet I admit that I'm the weaker of the two sexes. Of course, you can't say things like that anymore because somebody's like, you can't talk about how which sex is stronger because there are women who are stronger than men. God, you know, this whole thing is so weird with the deal with the gender identity and the whole bit. And, you know, I haven't talked about this for about a week and a half. And once again, I will say right now, I am I'm a transsexual guy. And I'm also transracial. So this morning I am a I'm a uh, lady Indian from Anchorage, Alaska. I'm an Eskimo. Okay. <laughs> no, no, you, you know, and 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 you know what? I'm going to take that even farther. That my car, my car is trans brand. Yesterday was a Ford. This morning it's a Mazda. Tomorrow it's going to be a Ferrari. On Sunday, I don't know. It could be a Maserati. It could be a Lamborghini on Sunday, and then on Monday it'll be a Ford again. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a POS. <laughs> it's always a POS. We talk. About. Can remind me to tell you this story? You know this whole goofy thing. I, by the way, I heard this story on uh, on an, on. On matter of fact, I heard it on another radio station. I heard it on NPR. I thought to myself, can that be true? You know the Florida recall election. Everybody who was a registered voter got a ballot in the mail. I don't know how many people. It was like 22 million people got yeah. a ballot in the mail. Every single person. Plus, they had a special thing in in California in this in this recall election on Tuesday. If you didn't get a ballot, you could print one at home. Think about that for a minute. What's wrong with that picture? <laughs> you can just print them. And we don't need our driver's license anymore either, do well, we? But but what you can print a ballot on your computer at home? I mean, I mean, think about that for a minute. I mean, that's like saying, you know, well, if I'm going to go to the grocery store and I don't have enough money, I'll just print a $50 bill on my printer at home and I'll go to the grocery store. I go, no, that's why. You know, I mean, what's crazy about this whole thing is it's like the real ID thing, okay? You know, I, I, you know the crazy thing for me is I was coming up, I was, I was possibly going to have to fly next month to go to my convention which by the way i don't know if we talked about this they canceled our convention did i talk about that already sniffle yes they canceled the nab convention so they were i think the cutoff date was going to be like october 1st of 2021 you couldn't fly anymore unless you have a real id i think that was the deal so back in the beginning of the summer i go okay man i gotta get all the stuff together i get my social security card that i can't find anymore and all the stuff and i gotta go to the driver's license bureau and i gotta get a real id okay and I did it, and literally the day I was at the driver's license bureau, 
the dude from the federal government comes out and say, well, we're going to extend that deadline for the real ID till 2023 or something like that. Okay, fine. Why am I doing this? But what's interesting is I think I even showed you. If I take my old real ID and my current driver's license and show them to you, I mean, except for like a, a stupid star in the upper right-hand corner, it's pretty much the same stupid thing. So why is it different? I mean, what makes it a special Do real... Do they both say that you're an organ donor? Yes. And they both have my restriction that I'm blind in one eye, which is, which is interesting because on my real ID, it actually says that. The problem was I have on my driver's license for ages, I have restriction Y, which means I'm blind in my left eye, which I am. I'm legally blind in my left eye. Okay, so every once in a while, well, I shouldn't say every once in a while, for a while, every week when I get pulled over by the police, imagine me, a white dude, being pulled over by the police. And imagine, I've told the story before, not once, not twice, but three times, felony stops where the police officers have their guns out, okay? That's me, a white dude, an old white dude, you know, and they talk about, the only people that get pulled over are young black men, okay? Do I look like a young black man, Shelly? You know me. Do I look like a young black dude? No, no. Not at all. No, I'm an old white dude, right? I get three times I get pulled over by the police. One time they boxed my car in. I think I told you this story. I'm going west on Manchester, west of Clarkson, going out toward Washmo on Highway 100, Manchester. And cop, you know, lights me up. And I'm driving along. And I pull over in the shoulder. He gets on his PA system. Sir, pull over into the subdivision. So subdivision coming up. I pull over in the subdivision, and he doesn't get out of the car. And I'm going like, this is not good. I'm sitting there for like a minute, two minutes, and then all of a sudden another police car comes and comes and does a U-turn in the entrance of the subdivision and parks right in front of me, like like puts his bumper almost on my bumper. So like they got me boxed in. Then a third police car comes in, pulls up on this person's dr- on their lawn and boxes me into the right, and then a fourth police car comes in and boxes me in on the left. So there's a police car in front of me, police car behind me, police car on both sides of me. And I'm going like, this is not good. <laughs> so I, you know, take the keys out of the ignition, put them on the dashboard, hands on the dashboard. I'm looking at the rearview mirror. Cops walk, walking up. He's got his gun out of the holster. Not pointed at me, but it's up out of the holster. You know, like, in other words, he just pulled it up out of the holster. It's still pointing down. I'm going like, this is not good at all. <laughs> Yep. And what was I doing? Nothing. Did I get a ticket? No, I did not. Did they just want to know who you were? You know, the police officer came up to the window. I mean, I, and 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 I this was right at the beginning of of the of the COVID-19 thing. And police officer looks at me and he says to me, "Right now people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask." That's what he said to me. No, actually, what he said to me, you really want to know what he said to me? I do. He said, you don't look like a 22-year-old black female. (laughs) That's what he said to me. That's about right. (laughs) And I said to him, I said, I don't quite understand what you're saying. He says, well, the reason I pulled you over is... When I ran your license plate, it comes back with to a, a, a for a felony warrant. There's a felony warrant on this license plate for I don't think he said her name was like Kakara Jones or something like that, a 22 year old black female, and there was a felony warrant out for somehow got listed on my license number. 
And that's why they do it. Apparently, it was like... Is that that special license plate? Apparently, she was wanted for, like, murder. That's why it was... That was like it was a full-blown... That's the first one. And then it happened twice more. It wasn't as bad, the other two, where to the point where... Like, it wasn't to the point where, like, they boxed me in. Didn't and, the first one, they sat there and they had, like, six cars? No, it was the first one was four cars. And then the... the oh, se- okay. But every, every other time, there was at least... The cop didn't get out of his car until backup showed up. At least one other car. So the other two and times... And walked to your car... Unclipping his belt? Oh, no, no, no. The, uh, the other two times, they literally, I saw him in a rearview mirror. They literally walked up in my car. The guy's got his hand in his gun. Didn't have it out of the holster. Had his hand in his gun. You know, and once again, I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, the, you know, once again, if, if, if you, if you're, and, and look, I have nothing against this. I have no problem with the police. The guy was very nice to me. He actually kidded about it. You know, the fact, <laughs> his first line was, you don't look like a 22-year-old black female. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, and and because that's what it showed as the person that had this felony warrant out for their arrest, which was tied to my license plate. You know, it was one of those weird, stupid things. You know, and and, and that was that was also the same car that when I started. I told you this before. I got in the city of St. Louis. I had over five hundred parking tickets. Five hundred parking tickets. Yes, you did tell me that. <laughs> He and, was a busy boy that day. And one day, one day, I get a statement in the mail from the city of St. Louis, my parking tickets. In one day, I got 15 parking tickets. 15 parking tickets in the city of St. Louis, all because of my crazy license plate. And, it, and what's funny was, if you read, because they had locations. They had like, you know, like at 1022, I got a, a, a you know parking ticket on the north side, you know, in the combat zone. And at 10:24, I got a ticket down and off of you know off of Gravois near near the Bevo Mill. And at 10:26, I got a ticket you know on Riverview up near the Chain of Rocks Bridge. You know, I'm going like, wow, I've been a busy boy. This car gets around quick. This car has hyperspeed. You know, to the point where I can be almost three places you know miles apart in like span of 10 minutes. God, I should sell this car to 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 uh, Elon Musk, right? It is the wonder car. By the way, have you heard this? I, you know, I haven't heard much. I mean, this is me being the aviation geek. You heard this weird story about about uh, Richard Branson. You know, the he'd had his, you know, his what do they call it. But remember, both him and 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 Jeff Bezos both went into space. Yes. And Branson's, uh, you know, spaceship that he went into space on. You know, it's been grounded by the FAA. Why? Because it turned out that during when he went up, when they came down, the thing went way off course, which nobody talked about. And apparently it was all automated, and something went wrong with the automation, and the pilot actually had to take back control. It was like, you know, he had to turn the autopilot off and had to steer like, you know, I don't know if it's called evasive maneuvering, but he had to make some pretty serious maneuvers because they took off from someplace in New Mexico, and then they landed at the same place. And if he wouldn't have done this, they would have landed like in Nebraska or something like that. You know, because you figure when you go up that high, it doesn't take much to land like three states away. You know what I'm saying? It's true. And all the plots are square. Right. When you look down, it all looks like the same, especially when you're out west. So they, mm-hmm. they've grounded his, his, all his whole fleet because the FAA is saying, we can't have this. You can't, you know, it'd just be like saying like to a pilot, like, hey, I was going from St. Louis to Chicago. Well, then why were you over Kansas City? Well, I made a little miscalculation. You know, I realized I was going west instead of north. I turned around and came back. 
Uh, sir, Oopsie. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, one, My one, bad. Yeah, once again, what would, you know, it, it was, it's really funny. If you watch these videos, you know, once again, I'm the king of watching stupid videos on, on YouTube. And there's these, these pilot mishaps. And you know what's interesting? They always kid about the fact that if you do something wrong with the air traffic controllers, as a matter of fact, you bet you if you had your old buddies who were the air, air traffic controllers, you know what happens when you get caught screwing up by the air traffic controllers? No. On the radio to embarrass you, not necessarily embarrass you, but they say to the pilot, sir or ma'am, can you copy a phone number? And then the pilot would say, yep, go ahead. The phone number is the number for the tower. After you land, you have to call the tower and explain to them what you were doing. Did you know this? I did not. Yes. And that's, that's, that's like the moment of embarrassment for a pilot. So the worst thing that can happen to you is... Is that you, called a deal? A what? A deal. Like as in deal breaker? No. Whenever they have something that's kind of funky, they call it a deal. At the FAA? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's called. I just thought it was sort of interesting. And matter of fact, what's funny is the one that everybody plays all the time is when Harrison Ford landed his plane on the taxiway. He didn't land on the runway. He landed on the taxiway. He, he was a little bit off. And it's funny because of the fact that have, they have the, the, the recording because they knew who he was. And they have the recording of his of him actually landing on the taxiway, and the air traffic controller says, uh, "Sir, uh, can you copy a number?" And he goes, "Yeah, go ahead." And he knew he knew he screwed up, and they give him the phone number. And then they have the recording of him actually calling on the landline where the air traffic controller and he and the air traffic controller answers the phone, and he says, "He says, uh, he says this is this is," Her-, and he starts to say Harrison Ford, and the air traffic controller says, "Sir, we know who you are," because <laughs> you know, he's a famous dude, <laughs> and it's. Essentially, they, you know, and he, he totally apologizes for it. He didn't say like, well, you guys screwed up. You guys gave me, he says, you know, he essentially says, you know, in so many words, he said, my bad. You know, yeah, I screwed up. I, it's my fault. I mean, he didn't, I can't remember. He might have, I see if I can find it and play it. It's pretty interesting because he just comes right out and says, yeah, I screwed up. You know, I'm sorry. My fault. Uh, hold it. Virgin Voyages. Uh, what is this? Virgin Voyage Adult Only Scarlet Lady. Because they use XX, no, 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 uh, no, no, she's the smartest woman in the world. What's Virgin Voyages? Adult only. Must be some kind of, oh, Brant's new cruise ship. Virgin Voyages? Adults only? Scarlet Lady? I have to find out about this. Of course you do. What time is it? 6.47. Westplex 107.1. You are listening to BS in the Morning. I am Brad. He is Shelly. And we are on... Almost our second break of the day. Brad, are you they there? They go around the perimeter at night to make sure that their flock is safe. You mean through the asshole? And that's who we would talk, be talking about is my puppies. That was some weird sh- <laughs> It was indeed. Hi, Brad, 12-year-old. How are you? <laughs> Next hour, I will tell the story of how I was refused to buy something last night until I showed my, my ID. And you'll never guess what it was. <laughs> it's, I'm, you know, uh, chewing tobacco? No, it was so bizarre. I mean, I don't quite, I don't, you know, I, you know, the whole thing, I have a problem with this. I, yes, I have a whole problem with this whole deal, what people complaining about the fact, I, I can't vote because I don't have an ID. Well, 
you know, how many times a day do I have to show my ID? Just in a normal course of business. Yesterday was a new one. First time ever this has happened to me. Do you know it's 99 days till Christmas? I did not know that. 99 days till Christmas, yes. Can you believe that? God, hard to believe. Hard to believe. And this has so far been a very weird September weather-wise. You know, we talked about this yesterday. This is usually the month that people have their lawn renovated. They have the core aeration. They have the new grass seed put down. I mean, the core aeration right now, I think you'd have to have a power drill to get through the the ground in most places. <laughs> yeah, it is it's, a little bit... Uh... It's like super dry. I mean, yeah, when, it is. And normally this time, the reason they, they have September, we've ads on here for Hillerman, and by the way, they'll still do it, and which it'll still work, but it's a little bit unusual because normally what happens is the temperature starts to slack off in September, and we have a decent amount of rain, and the reason this is the month you want to have your lawn renovated, you want to have the core aeration wood upon and put down more grass seed because it gives it like 30 to 60 days before it starts to get cold and it won't grow anymore. So in other words, if you put down grass seed today, probably probably germinate in you know 10 to 10 to 12 days, something like that, five to 10 days, and it would be starting to grow and it would have a good growth under its uh, under its uh, you know under the ground by the end of October when you know beginning of November when it starts to get cold, uh, and then it's got some roots in there. So th- when the 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 spring comes around next spring. It's already there, and then you just put a little bit more fertilizer in, and it's like nice green grass. Not this year, <laughs> unless you got a sprinkler system. This is a perfect example of why you should have a sprinkler system. God, I used to, I, I put, I put those in before. I put three sprink, three sprinkler systems in by myself. What kind of sprinklers? What kind of sprinklers? Mm-hmm. I use a combination of hunters, rainbirds, and toros. How's that? No, what was their delivery system? Delivery system. Mm-hmm. Pipe. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you mean? Was the delivery system? Uh, Does it go? Pachoo, 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 the, the guy, pachoo. the guy from Uber came over. <laughs> well, see, I have a combination of those. I have those. Matter of fact, if you want to really get nerdy, you know what those are called in the Rainbird line? Those are called maxi paws. <laughs> oh, I, I call them pachoo kachoos. <laughs> those are maxi paws. Okay, uh, but see, yeah, and and they're, they're actually they're cool. As a kid, I loved those sprinklers. Just like when you and I talked about that, there's something, you know, and, and here's the thing. When I finished, I, I, I'm, I normally can't sit still. You know me. I can't, I can't sit still for long periods of time. I just have to always, no, always, be on, always be on the move, okay? And there was a time in my life when I did this at my house and I put my sprinkler system in when the most satisfying thing for me was if I had a rough day, I would go out in my front porch. I'd put a chair in my front porch. I turn on my sprinkler system, and I had three of those maxi paws sprinklers in the front. You know, pachook, 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 and I'd sit there and I'd, you know, pachook, 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 and I thought to myself, God, so are you catching that? Life is good. Am I doing what? Are you catching that drop? What drop? The one you just did. The one I did where I go, that one? Yes. No, of course not, because I didn't say it. If you said it, it would have been funny. See, You're killing me, Smalls. Let me see if I can find that one. Where's Where's the one? Where's? But aren't those the funnest of the fun? The funnest of the fun. Wherever, wherever you know, you're one of those people. When things come out of your mouth, it's just sort of like funny. You know, I mean, certain things you say are like, hear me. Where uh, here it is. Here it is. Right here. Here's the one. Here's the one. And you know, on the doinkometer, I view of that doink, 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 doink. Five doinks. <laughs> You're and, such and, a you, know, you know what Greta says? 
People are suffering. People are dying. She does keep on saying that. You know what Joe says? Bend down and whisper in my ear. <laughs> Did you... Did you hear yesterday he forgot the name of the prime minister or the, the president of Australia? And he couldn't remember the guy's name. And at first he called him Boris. <laughs> and then he says, my friend from down under. <laughs> he couldn't remember the guy's name. I mean, I'm going like, okay. But see, it's here. here's what's funny, okay? If Trump would have done that, oh, my God, that would have been the top news story today. The you know. defecation would have contacted the <laughs> right. Rotary I mean, Oslater internationally. Donald Trump is such an imbecile, he couldn't remember the name of the Australian prime minister. Instead, he called him the man from down under. You know, the man from down under. But yet, Biden does that. Eh, that's okay. Everything's fine. Maybe it's expectations. You know, it's like it's like if you're, if you're like, like, let's say, uh, uh, pool holes, okay? When, when he comes to the plate, what does everybody want? They want him to hit a home run. Even when he doesn't play for the Cardinals anymore. And he always plays like for the, for the, you know, he was with the Angels. Now he's with the Dodgers, okay? They still, when that guy steps up to the plate, they want him to give that incredible massive swing that he has and hit that ball out the center field, you know, right above the, the sign that says 410 and center field, straightaway center field. They want that ball. They want that ball to go over the top of the stadium and hit a car on Broadway or something like that. You know what I'm saying? That's what people mm-hmm. want. But yet when he goes up to the plate and they and he gets caught looking at third strike, people are, oh, my God, what happened? He didn't do it. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Right? Oh, you know what? i got to play some ads here. Otherwise, I'm going to get chopped off by the computer. It's going to grab me by the neck. And Uh-oh. Say, okay, here 659. we go. It's 6.59. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And we are on three stations. Drymalcast, 104.5 KSLQ, 1350 Crap, and Westplex1071.com. We appreciate all our listeners, all the people who go to those websites. You know, the KSLQ.com site's up to like, I don't know, three or four million page views. Quite a few page views. You there, Shelly? I am. Do you know why I played that song, Outcast? Hey, yeah. Uh, there's a reason I, pl- I reason I played that song. Why? I'll give you a hint. It's number 10. And you're going to go, number 10? What do you mean number 10? Go ahead and say that. Number 10? What do you mean number 10? Very good. <laughs> Not that I put words in your mouth. Rolling Stone magazine has updated their top 500 songs of all time. That song is number 10. Is it really? Yes, number 10. Of um, all the, all the songs and all of the gin joints across the world, we ended up with that one. Yes. And if you want the top 20, I mean, there's songs on here I have never, maybe I've heard and I don't realize I've heard them. Okay, let's go to the top 20. These are the 500. They just recently did this. This is the updated list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Matter of fact, they officially call it their... Uh, let me see what it be. What our official title is. Yeah, 500 best songs of all time. Top 20. Number 20 is Robin Dancing on My Own. Number 19, John Lennon Imagine. 18, Purple Rain, Prince and the Revolution. Number 17, Bohemian Rhapsody Queen. Number 16, uh, Beyonce featuring Jay-Z, Crazy in Love. Number 15, The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Number 14, The Kinks. Waterloo Sunset. Have you ever heard that song before? Waterloo Sunset. I have Sun- not. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard it. Waterloo Sunset. Number 13, The Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter. These are the top five. They just updated the top 500 list of all times. This Rolling Stone magazine. Number 12, Stevie Wonder, Superstition. 11, Beach Boys, God Only Knows. That is such a great song. Number 10, we just played it, Outcast. Hey, yeah. 
Number nine, Fleetwood Mac Dreams. Number eight, Missy Elliott, Get Your Freak On. Number seven, The Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. Number six, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. Number five, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Number four, Rolling Stone, like, excuse me, Bob Dylan, like Rolling Stone. Well, of course, they're going to, you know, Rolling Stone magazine. Number three, Sam Cooke, A Change Is Gonna Come. If I was going to put a no Sam... No way. I'm telling you, that's, that's the third biggest song of all time. If I was going to put a, you know, a Sam Cooke song, wouldn't be that one. Number two, Public Enemy, Fight the Power. That's the number two song. And the number one song of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazines, the 50th, the 500 biggest songs of all time. What would you say? Stairway no- to Heaven. No, it's not even in the top 20. I don't even know where that... Uh, okay, take another guess. I would, if, if somebody had asked me, I would have said Free Bird, Stairway to Heaven. I would have said the same thing you said. I would have said, you know, Stairway to Heaven, Free Bird, something like that. Number, Who is it? Number one is Aretha Franklin, Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C. That's a toughie. I, I can see that. I mean, like, I'm thinking to myself, Waterloo Sunset. What was that number? Number. Was that a, a B-side or a deep cut? <laughs> I or don't what? know. The Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. The the the. If I was, isn't it the Kinks? One of my favorite songs is, uh, I think it's by the Kinks. Isn't it Come Dancing? You remember we? I used to play that on Friday mornings on KSLQ. Trying to think. Let me look at that. Um, I think it's it's it talks about you know as a kid he grew up and they used to this place. Um, Come dancing. Who's that by? Come dancing. Yeah, come dancing the Kinks. Yeah, we used to, we used to play this. Remember, we used to play this on on. Man, I'm coming. I don't play stupid commercial. I do want to play commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. Designer Trench at Marshalls. I want to design a trench. Don't you think I look good in Designer Trench? Mm-hmm. Okay, here, here. This is... Here it is. You'll know it. That song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. If I want to put a kink song, I put that song on there because, to me, that's like their best song ever. But what do I know? Okay, Changing subjects. Last night, I go to buy, because my car, my car now, my, my, this is my $500 car, which I resurrected from the dead. It's been dead a couple times. It sat dead for a year. Now it's got a new transmission in it, thanks to Complete Auto. And boy, they did a nice job. Put a new transmission in my car. It's great. It only got, you know, I'm a, little bit, I'm, only, I'm a little bit upset. It only got 209,000 miles out of the old transmission. I mean, come on, 209,000 miles? You'd think it would still be going strong at 200. No, kidding. I was happy. Um, so it burns a lot of oil now. What's weird, because I don't know where it's burning. It, it's, not, it's not leaking oil. Maybe it's leaking oil when I'm driving. I don't know. It. I don't know. But it's not burning oil to the point where, like, you get behind the cars that are like the, you know, the bug, the bug, you know, the bug foggers, you know what I mean? The cars that are blowing the blue smoke that have the engines in bad shape. It's not that yes. bad. But I only get about three, 400 miles before I have to put a new quart of oil. So I realized yesterday I'm out. I thought I had another five-gallon jug of oil, and I don't. So I had to go to a big box store to buy it because it's gotten to the point where, you know, once again, you can't buy certain things at any place anymore except for, like, big boxes. You know, you used to be able to go to, like, if you go to, like, the Quickie Mart, a five-gallon jug of oil will cost you $400. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they got you. You're stuck. You know, it's like, it's like going to the Cardinals game. 
you buy a hot dog outside the Cardinals game, it's is buck fifty. You buy a hot dog inside the the Cardinals game, and you have to take out monthly payments to pay off the hot dog. Okay, so I go into a big box store, and I won't say way where, I won't say which one, but I will just say it's a mart that used to sell walls. Get what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? And would you just say it's a mart that sells walls? A mark that sells walls. A mart, M-A-R-T, a mart that sells walls. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> so I'm a little thick, sorry. I got my gallon jug of oil, and of course, at this particular mart that sells walls, there are no more cashiers anymore. This one is going to totally self-checkout. You can't actually get face-to-face with a checkout person. You have to do everything by yourself, which I don't have a problem with. So I put it across the scanner, and the thing goes on. You know, the lady comes on. I'm sorry, you have to get approval to buy this item. I'm going, it's a gallon of oil. It's 5W30 full synthetic oil. So I'm looking around, and there's no, you know, there's one guy looking at him, and he looks at me, and he goes, did you get a, an approval thing on your thing? I go, yeah. He says, I have to get the supervisor. So he calls some lady over, and the lady comes over, and she looks at me, and she looks at the screen, and she types in her, her password. She hits a button on the screen, and there's like a, you know, like the admin screen comes up, and she says, sir, I'll have to see your ID. I looked at her, and I'm going like, over a can of oil? I'm buying a gallon of oil. And I said to her, I go, ma'am, this is motor oil. She goes, I know. I need to see your ID. I go, why do you need to see my ID? I'm buying a gallon of motor oil. You know, and there's certain things like in the stores, like, for example, if you go to like Home Depot or like, you know, like, you know, Highs or HD, there's certain things that you get flagged on because of there's all these crazy new rules. For example, if you buy a can of spray paint, you have to get approval. Did you know that? Because I did not. Because they think you're if you're like you're like a hoodlum is going to go out and you're going to go, you know, graffiti. You're going to go tag the arch or something like that. You're going to go down <laughs> in the city and put, you know, you know. And by the way, Mike Otten. Sent me a pretty funny picture. There's down in South City. I want him to send me the address in South City. He says I should use this picture when I do my next snarf it up. Somebody has in great big like the you know the the graffiti letters. They're like 12 feet tall on the side of a building. They wrote snarf S N A R F. <laughs> I'll send you the picture. It's pretty funny. So anyway, so the lady comes over. You need to get him on the air. The lady comes over and she says. And once again, she asked me for my ID. And I go, I'm going like, I have to show you my ID. She says, yes. I go, since when? And I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I'm going like, okay, what am I going to do with motor oil? You know, what am I going to do? Like, like dump it in a lake or something like that? You know, pollute? It's, no, I'm not going to do that. Putting it in my car. You know? And she says, I can't let you buy it until you show me your ID. Okay, fine. So this is what it's almost like buying a tobacco product and having somebody that I could have given birth to <laughs> ask for my ID. Oh, I know. Have you have you have you been in any of the places where they scan your ID now? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. This? I've been behind people where you sir, you have to run your ID through the the credit card. One guy says, "I have to do what?" He says, "You have to run your ID through the credit card reader." Why do I have to do that? It scans your ID. Okay, fine. Yep. <laughs> I'm going like okay, big brother. Okay, so. I say to her, I say, of all the things in the store I can buy, why is motor oil? I have to show ID. She says, I have no idea. I'm just the one, you know, doing the rules. So she has to, 
I mean, not only does she have to, she has to go to like a second and a third screen. She puts my driver's license number into the computer system that I'm buying a, a quart of a gallon of oil. I'm going like, okay, I give up. I have no idea why this is. Can you figure out any idea? Like, for example, and, and because you look sketch. <laughs> sketch maybe that's what it is um it's been an interesting week i had i had a situation with a police officer on monday who by the way officer you were so nice to me you should have arrested me but you didn't <laughs> at one point in time god if i told you this whole story did i tell you this story did i tell you the story what happened to me on monday no oh my god if i told if i told this story on the air the only problem is the only way i could get away with telling the story on the air is that there's no way I could tell the story and not give out some identifying information where people would know exactly where it happened and they would know exactly what happened. I got the police called on me by, quote, a neighbor. Really? Yes. A neighbor filed a police complaint against me. And what's crazy about it is it's someplace I don't even live. And the police were Is this recent? Monday. Happened to me Monday. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. It's bizarre. That's just wrong. Well, but and what's interesting, the cop couldn't have been a nicer guy. You know, couldn't have been a nicer guy. And it was a dispute over something which is so ridiculous, it isn't even funny. I mean, stupid, weird junk. And once again, the person who turned me in is, guess what? Retired. Yes, ma'am. He's retired. He's retired. God save us from the retired people who sit at home and look out their window. <laughs> save and, the queen and no and us and, from the retired people and know when people you know you know I mean I I think these ex, I think when you get retired I think you get X-ray vision and they can see when you're sitting on the toilet. Well, at eight o'clock I saw you going to the bathroom. You you had to go poop. And at nine o'clock I saw you in your kitchen. And at ten o'clock I saw you in your garage. What were you doing in the garage? I couldn't see real well in the garage because you got a steel garage door and my X-ray vision couldn't see through the steel. So anyway, well, there, there's a, there's a Mr. Wilson that lives over, um, by our lake house in Galena. God. He followed us in. Well, I don't, you know, I think to myself, God, how, how boring does your life have to be that you have to keep tabs on everybody else? I mean, you know, once again, I'm the guy, I'm the guy that says, Hey, the right to swing your fist ends the tip of your nose. If you drive home in your house, you go inside your house, you go in the garage, hit your garage button, you know, door opens, you door closes, you go inside. And if you're doing whatever, I mean, like, as long as it's not illegal, I don't care. If you're in your basement, you know, if you're in your basement, you know, uh, blowing up, you know, uh, toy trains, you have a toy train set where you have a train that runs over the trestle and you got a, a firecracker and the firecracker goes off and blows the, the, the locomotive in the engine in the air. I don't care. I don't care. If you're in your garage and you're putting mayonnaise on your front seat of your car, I don't care. Whatever turns you on. doesn't bother me. So the cop, the cop, at one point I'd say, I get a little bit animated, and I said to the cop, I said, and it wasn't being mean to him. I was just sort of like aggravated by the whole situation. And I go, are you recording this? And he points to his patrol car, and he goes, you're on dash cam and you're on body cam. <laughs> Smile, and I'm thinking, I see Brad and Timmy right. and Susie so, so, and Lady Justice. So, yeah, so so I'm thinking to myself, he got back to the police station. They're going, like, hey, wait till you show me this crazy video of this guy I had to go, had to go and talk to. And he couldn't have been a nicer guy. And what was interesting about it was he says to me, 
He says, there's no criminal activity going on here. He said, I really have nothing to say. And I said, well, can I have some documentation of the fact that you showed up here and talked to me? Yes, I'll give you. And it's not a report number. He called it an FRS or, I don't know, some kind of a number where where it shows in the computer system that at such and such a time he was dispatched to such and such a location. And he talked to me, you know, the reportee or whatever you want to call me, and that there was no incident. And, and But yet the neighbor wanted me. Was ar- this a welfare check? No, the neighbor wanted me arrested. He wanted me arrested. <laughs> we'll have to talk about this. I, it's just like, it's like, I don't get it anymore. I mean, it's to the point where, where I have someone that I know who lives in a subdivision where, unfortunately, this person is the only one lives in a cul-de-sac. There's like six houses on the cul-de-sac. And this person is the only one on that cul-de-sac who is not retired. So, and to the point where, like, the one neighbor will come over and talk to her and say, I saw you leave last night at 8 o'clock. Where were you going? <laughs> like, like, what is that? I mean, would you ever do that to somebody? No, but my um, bonus daughter right? has one of those people in her subdivision. Is that crazy or what? It is crazy. I mean... It... I call him the stalker dude. Well, <laughs> I, I told you... I, I can't. I've, I've I've sworn. There's something on. You know, I'd love to talk to about on the air, but I can't. I've been sworn that, and and it involves a, one of these retired people, and it involved. Unfortunately, it involves me because I get involved in this story with the the five retired people and the one retired dude. If I ever go by this place, he always has to come over to talk to me, and he knows that that I'm in the radio business, and he always wants to do. He keeps wanting me to talk about something on the air which I can't talk about, which I've been sworn to secrecy because the person who lives there is afraid that if I talked about it on the air, we'd get back to the person I'm making fun of this guy, which I would never do. Have, have you ever known me to make fun of anybody? You make fun of me all the time. <laughs> well, besides you. I, oh, okay. I, had, I would never, ever do anything that would paint you in a bad light. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> never would I do that. Never. <laughs> You mean through the assholes? Never would I do that. And I would oh, moon her. seven twenty-two. Never would I do that. And they go around the perimeter at night to make sure that their flock is safe. Never would I do that. Okay. Every damn day. <sighs> Boy, you know what? What? These two cases. First off, um, the the case of the fiance, the engaged couple, who went on a road trip in their van, and he came back, and she didn't. This gets weirder and weirder. Talking about dash cam, um, you know what I'm talking about. This is the, the the engaged couple that they. She's from I think New Jersey, but she's been leaving living with her fiance in her fiance's home in Florida, and they took off on this trip and went out west. And he came back and she didn't, and now he won't talk to anybody. And yesterday they released the um, police body cam video of this couple being pulled over in their van because of essentially the van was apparently they had a report that these people were in this this Moab Utah store and they got into a heated um, a heated conversation and there were some apparently some physical altercations in this store so the police showed up just as the van was leaving they followed the van and the van was getting erratic 
we started like driving all over the road because it turned out there was a fight going on between the man and the woman and then they pulled the van over and I have to tell you I thought the police did an excellent job there was originally one officer and then a second officer and a third officer came to back up the original officer and it's the woman who's missing and it's very 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 weird video it's actually sort of spooky because of the fact that very attractive young lady and she's just in the car in the van she's you can tell she's upset about something police officer comes to the driver's side or the passenger side she's sitting the passenger side he realizes that she's not telling the truth about what's going on so he gets her out of the car and walks her back to the police car and starts questioning her and she breaks down she starts crying this is the woman who's missing and then a couple other police officers show up I'll tell the rest of the story next. And it's, 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 it's to the point where it's like, okay, there's something seriously wrong. And then the attorney down in South Carolina who staged his own suicide, that story gets even weirder. It's getting bizarre. It's getting to the point where it's like, okay, this is not possible. You know, it's one of these things where it's like, is somebody writing a script? Is this like it going to be, is, you know, this like they're doing this like, they're, they're doing the movie, but they're writing as they go along. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of these, it's like the thing we have in, in, in the area with the Pamela Hupp thing, you know, with, with, you know, uh, so, you know, you know what I mean? By, about how her, you know, you know, you know what I'm so- talking about? I do. That, that, that poor husband got thrown in jail for two years. And when he didn't do anything, they, you know, they proved that he was, you know, and it turns out that, 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 you know, all this other weird stuff happened. And, and, and now it turns out that with this attorney in South Carolina, there's other missing people involved in this, the people that I haven't found. I'm going like, okay, this is weird. You know, sometimes I think if we're silly, we'll go down there and take care of it ourselves. Are you talking about vigilantism? I'm sorry? Are you talking about being a vigilante? Vigilantism? No... More of a support network. Okay. <laughs> it's 720. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, and West, excuse me, and uh, 104.5 KSOQ. Those are the stations that make up the Trimal cast. It is BS in the Morning, and our web address for that uh, show is bsinthemorning.show. Shelly, can I read you one comment, one just sentence, and then or actually two sentences, and then I want your opinion on this, okay? Sure. Um, I won't tell you the source. I'll tell you the source after I read it. Many newsrooms across the country have begun to analyze and make change to their political coverage thanks to Trump's impact on American politics. His brazen falsehoods and wild conspiracy theories caught journalists completely off guard during the 2016 election and beyond, a fact he exploited to spread his message. Okay, what do you think about that? I happen to think that that's not completely accurate. This is a uh, an opinion piece. I subscribe to this editorial, uh, this journalism thing called, uh, what's it called? Editor and Publisher. It's mainly directed at, at newspapers. Newspapers and, to a certain extent, magazines, but mainly newspapers and magazines. And most of the people that read this are journalists, like true journalists. You know, well, I don't know if there are true journalists anymore. There are probably a few of them left somewhere. I don't know where they're at. But uh, true journalists uh, who care about the truth. And I'm thinking to myself, Okay, his brazen falsehoods and wild conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories caught journalists completely off guard. I mean, so in other words, the crazy stuff that, that Joe Biden says, you know, like, for example, when they say uh, everybody who wanted to come back uh, to the United States uh, from Afghanistan is back. And yet you read these stories about these people who are like trapped, can't get out. 
can't get to the airport. Remember that whole deal? Remember the sad thing we happened to have the, the funeral procession yesterday of uh, our fallen Marine from Wentzville um, who was killed by a suicide bomber, him and 12 other service people. You know, okay, explain that. Uh, so people just show up at the airport. They didn't have to worry about, you know, suicide bombers and things like that. I don't get it. I, mean, I don't think they cared. I mean, I don't care. When you get into government on any level, on any level, if you're a journalist, and I've experienced this firsthand, you ask a question and you get either no answer or you get an answer that you know is not true. And what do you do? Draw back to and punt. Well, man, I'm going like, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what's crazy about this is that sometimes I always find it fascinating that in the, in the course of history, things that we accept as gospel have been blown up. Like, for example, you go back and watch old movies, everybody smokes. Everybody's smoking. I mean, I saw a movie the other day where a guy's going to his doctor and the doctor's smoking. You know, they're in the, you know he's in their, in, their, in their, like, exam room and him and the doctor are both smoking cigarettes. I'm going like, okay. Like, if you went to see Dr. Weikert today and you pulled out your pack of cigarettes and you lit up a cigarette, what would he do? Um, probably lose it. He'd probably physically grab your cigarette away from you and say... Yes, he probably would. I mean, he would probably lose it, and justifiably so. Right. He'd say, Shelly, what are you doing? Okay, but once again, 50, 60, 70 years ago, people smoked. Nobody had any, had any problems with that. I saw a picture. I'm sort of a World, World War II buff. I don't know nearly as much as, I, as my dad did because he actually lived it. He was in World War II, combat veteran, the whole bit. I saw a picture of a big warehouse in France that was filled with cigarettes. And they talked about how, you know, the army had to had bring in so many, I don't know, tons of cigarettes on a weekly basis to make sure all the GIs had cigarettes to smoke. And now, think about that today. Do you think the army's shipping around pallets of cigarettes so that the GIs and Marines and the, and the Navy guys and the Coast Guard people and the Air Force guys can smoke? No, they're not doing that. They're telling their, their, their people not to smoke, okay? So the idea being is what was once, once a truth is now not a truth anymore. It used to be smoking doesn't hurt you. Smoking doesn't, isn't a problem. And now all of a sudden people go, well, smoking's terrible. I give the example of that doctor. Remember we talked about that doctor. I think you found it. Didn't you find the doctor was from Australia that when, if you go back to the old 50s and 60s movies with Rock Hudson, he's always talking about he's an executive. Well, I have to, I have to, I have to be careful my ulcer. Remember, he was like, you know, and ulcers yes, were caused yes. by, by stress. If you had a high stress, it was like if you had a high stress job, you had an ulcer. And, and, and this doctor says, no, it's not, nothing to do with stress. It's some bacteria. And he kept saying this for years, and people called him a nutcase. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's dumb. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, even to the point where, like, within the last, within the last period of time, okay, and I know you get mad every time I say it, every time I do this, okay, here's Dr. Fauci in January of last year. Dr. Fauci, January 2020. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Okay, Dr. Fauci's now saying we should have five masks on. We should have, you know, we should have scuba gear on. You know what I mean? It's to the point where it's like, okay, things change. So, so someone says, well, the things that Donald Trump said were falsehoods. Okay, so we, Donald Trump said there was a problem at the border, and he tried to fix it. So Biden comes in. First thing he does, eh, no problem at the border. We have... I mean, there's, there, if you read about this, it's incredible. 
I mean, you can't go to, you know, like my convention uh, in Las Vegas got canceled because of the COVID thing. You can't go to, you know, like a New York City. You can't go to a restaurant without showing that you've been, you know, passed. You can't go to concerts without having a mask on. But yet, you watch these people come across the border. They have no masks. They're not tested. They're put on planes. They're flown all over the country to other cities. Nobody tests them. They're not six-foot distancing. Right. (laughs) They're like, okay, explain to me. Do we have, like, two different sets of rules? The sets of rules for the citizens and the non-citizens? At times, I'm thinking to myself... Maybe I should relinquish my citizenship and become an immigrant. Maybe I should go to San Diego one day, go across the border, you know, file my papers that I'm no longer a citizen, come back across the border and go like, hey, man, get me on a plane, fly me somewhere, get me a new place to live, you know, give me food, you know. I mean, like, I'm an immigrant, yeah. I'm not making fun of immigrants because, you know, I'm the, I'm of, on my father's side, I'm second generation American. My father was first generation American because guess what? His father was an illegal immigrant. He snuck into the country when he was like 16 years old. My grandfather on my father's side is an illegal immigrant. I don't think he's ever became a naturalized citizen. He dodged the, dodged the whatever it was, INS for his entire life. Isn't that weird? No. Anyway, going, uh, okay, we talked about the, the situation with the two things. First off, the, the attorney down in Florida, the guy's name is Alex Murdaugh. And he's this very prominent family of attorneys. He's like fourth generation attorney. Uh, you know, five, six years ago, one of his friends ends up dead. And, uh, one of his son's friends ends up dead on a highway. They claim he was hit by a car. The police sort of got the wink, wink, nod, nod from the prosecutor's office, which the Murdoch family ran. And uh, there were no charges filed. Then in 2019, uh, one of his sons uh, was on a boat with a bunch of people. And he was drunk and allegedly drunk. They uh, he's dead now. They uh, got rid of the charge. But supposedly he was allegedly drunk, drove onto a sandbar or something like that. Uh, one woman was killed. young woman was killed. Everybody in the boat was se- severely injured. Uh, and that case was going to court, okay? Then mysteriously, back in June, uh, this guy's wife, this Alex guy's wife and son, who was being charged with this uh, this boating accident, were murdered at their hunting lodge. And then, uh, was it not this past weekend, the weekend before, he supposedly was driving someplace and he had a flat tire and he got out to change his flat tire. He says a pickup truck drove down this road, came around, turned around, a guy came and pick a truck, jumps out of the truck, shoots him in the head, and the guy leaves. And it turns out that he hired the guy, and not only did he hire the guy, it's his drug dealer. Now think about that one for a minute, okay? Okay. The guy is an attorney. He's got a law degree, which means, you know, he went to law school. He's no dummy. It's not easy to pass law school. It's not easy to pass the bar. You know, he's no dummy. And he hires, and it turns out his drug dealer, the drug dealer is selling him marijuana, methamphetamines, selling him meth, and something else. So if, and the reason that he hired this guy is that he has a $10 million life insurance policy. And the only, and that would be, his whole family would be wiped out because this is, you know, father, son, two sons, or father, you know, father, mother, two sons. So the one son is, was murdered. The mother was murdered. So if he gets killed in this quote unquote fake suicide, the only but person's left is this one son. And he had a $10 million life insurance policy. It was so his one son wouldn't get, would get $10 million. So he hires his drug dealer to shoot him. Now, do you see a problem with that? Because I do. already you're thinking to yourself, okay, you're going to hire a drug dealer to shoot you. 
So let's say they find this guy and they say, hey, why did you shoot him? And then they start tracing it back. That They probably have seen these people together. If it's his dealer, you know, there's probably pictures of them together, together someplace, you know, doing a buy or something like that. And it's just like bizarre weird. So now he's in drug rehab. And the crazy thing about it is all the crazy stuff is I heard the court, uh, the, the audio yesterday. He gets like $5,000 bond and he's on, out on own recognizance. Do you have a problem with that? I do. <laughs> I'm going like, what? There is- are people that, that have an ounce of pot. That well, not anymore. To not in the city. Of, longer than that. Well, not in the city of St. Louis anymore. You could have, I think, you could have, you know, a a a fifty-five gallon, you know, drum of. If you of, have a medical marijuana card. Well, the whole thing's gotten so weird. You know, once again, what used to be illegal is not illegal. Look at look at alcohol. Alcohol's legal. Then we have prohibition. You can't sell alcohol for so many years. And then prohibition's gone. Now it's legal to sell alcohol. So, but yet, how how is the government benefit by that? Because they have this huge tax on beer and wine and spirits, you know? So, the, you know, and once again, what's the government going to do? Same thing with marijuana. Well, you know, what what I tell you, what the marijuana tax in, 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 in Colorado is like 33% or some crazy number like that. So if you buy, you know, dollars worth of marijuana, you pay a buck 33, then, then you pay the local sales tax. So the sales tax is approaching like 40% of, of, of the cost of the product. I don't get it. Anyway, and then the other weird thing we talked about this thing, the the the, the her name's Gabby Petito, and her the, her guy Gabrielle, the guy's, yeah Gabrielle, and the guy's name is last name is Laundry, but it's not it, D R Y, it's D R A D R E. They leave, they're engaged, they have this converted Ford Transit Connect van, they convert it into a camper, they're on this trip. She's posting all these Instagram Instagram pictures. All of a sudden, one day they all stop. He comes back to Florida in the van. She's nowhere to be found. So it turns out that they had this encounter at this store where, ironically, this couple, that both women who got married, were murdered down the street at some campgrounds in Moab, Utah. And they were at this store, apparently with the same, one of the same people that was murdered, one of these two women. They have a fight in the store. The police are called. The police see the van pull out of the parking lot. They follow the police, the car down the street. They can tell something's going on in the van. It's, it doesn't, it's a cargo van. doesn't have any windows in the back, but the, apparently the, the van's like rocking back and forth. And at one point in time, the van hits a curb. So the police pull it over, and the gal's in the car, and the guy's in the car, and the police officer realizes the gal may be under duress. This is Gabby. Takes her out of the car, walks her back to his police car, starts asking her questions. She starts breaking down, talking about how they fight, how she admitted that, he, that she hit him. You know, she smacked him in the face. Then they get, and once again, they separate and they get him out of the car and they start asking him questions. Hey, everything's fine. And the police officer says, you can't really say from the video. He police, well, how do you get those scratches on your face? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They got the scratches on my face. So then all of a sudden that was, I don't know, August 14th, 15th, something like that. 25th, they're driving all over the country there. And, and, and all of a sudden, bang, 25th, she doesn't call her mom anymore. No more calls. And, and September 1st, he drives back to Florida with the van. And then... Park- and he doesn't seem to think that there people are going to notice this. But get, get this. He parks the van and supposedly puts it under a blue tarp. I mean, like, okay, what's wrong with this picture? You know, it's like, okay, I don't quite understand. And yet he won't talk to police. And everybody, uh, you know, the, the family of the of the the girl this uh, the, you know the her father of 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 Gabby and all her relatives are going like pleading with the guy please tell us what happened 
how is it that you and they're engaged how and you how can you and her go and once again this you know the social media thing you can see exactly where they're at you know there's pictures here we are in in the moab desert here we are in grand teton here we are in yellowstone national park you know and she's there's videos and there's pictures of him and her and they're waving you know and stuff like that all of a sudden bonk no more pictures anymore i mean go like okay doesn't that get a little bit suspicious and yet he won't talk this is the dateline happening well, right yes, here. Yes, I know. And every day it gets weirder. When you if you get a chance, watch this body cam Sounds video. Like Scott Peterson. It's spooky. It's spooky weird weird because of the fact that you can tell and and once again, when she's in the van next to him, she's not saying much. But the police officer I have to tell you, you know, the police get all sorts of grief. This police they do. O- this police officer, I think, did an incredible job with this. He couldn't have been any more cordial with them. He couldn't have been any more, you know, authoritative, but not butthead. You know what I mean? To the point where he was in charge. He was in charge. He wasn't mean or anything like that. He was very respectful, but he's giving them, you know, like, for example, when he first pulls them over, the the, the motor's still running. He goes up to the driver's side and he says to to him, can you please turn off the engine? And he says, yes. And then he says, can you take the keys and put them on the dashboard? And, you know, then he talks to the woman and he finally gets her out of the car and he says to to him, the guy in the car, he says, can you take the keys off the dashboard and give me the keys? I'm going to put them on the windshield. So the idea being is if the guy's going to try to, you know, bolt, he's got to get out of the car, grab the keys off the windshield, get in. You know, by that time, the police can grab him the whole bit. Right. And then right. He, he walks her back. He's very respectful to her. Ask her some questions. She starts to break up. And apparently, you know, this is like in August. This is out in Utah. It's hot out there. And, it, and, and she starts to get all emotional and start crying the whole bit. And he says to her, you know, I can't remember the exact quote, something to the fact that, you know, I think you need a little break. He says, why don't I put you in the back of the squad car? She, and he says to her, you've done nothing wrong. You're not under arrest. I think it might be nice for you to just to sit down in the back of my squad car and cool off in the air conditioning. I'm thinking to myself, I like this guy. So then they get, you know, the guy out of the car. And once again, he's very respectful to him. You know, quizzes him down. The guy's, you know, seems like he's a little bit evasive. Uh, and then by this time, a couple other officers showed up, and they're listening to the whole thing. And he says to her, he says to him, okay, uh, do you have anything I should know about? No. And they don't pat him down, you know, or anything like that. At one point in time, he says, can you, can I, can you pull up your shirt so I can see what might be in your waistband. And he pulls up his shirt, and there's no gun or anything in his waistband. And he pat, The guy pats himself down with the pockets, no bit. And he says, go over, sit in the curb. And then he goes talk to the woman again. I'm thinking to myself, damn. I mean, these guys are good. You know, most of the time you hear, cops are all jerks. They're terrible. They're intimidating. They're mean to people. I mean, these guys couldn't have been any nicer. And yet, very thorough, very by the book, very calm. And little do they know they would be, you know, that this dash cam video that they didn't think would be anywhere has probably been viewed tens of millions of times because everybody's watching this going, okay, this is creepy. What happened to her? You know, I mean, and and he won't talk. I mean, what does that say? Uh, guilty? Well, you can't say that. but it. Sure no, does. I can say it because I'm not a litigator. Well, it sure doesn't look, you know, it sure doesn't look good. And And I have a daughter whose name is... Amanda, and I want to name her Gabrielle. And I'm thinking to myself, God, if that were my daughter, I'd be hunting that guy, and I'd be I'd be punching him in the face till he told me what the hell happened. You know what I'm saying? I have to say that Mama Bear would come out. Yes, man. 
anyway. if something if something like this were to happen to Tiffany, I would bring down the amount of holy hell like he had never seen before. And once again, that's one of those what do they call it base instinct instincts or something like that. You know that we have that thing. Yeah, program fight or in, flight into our brain. I'd you know, be like, fighting all over. Yeah. Okay. Seven fifty. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Seven fifty five. It's a Friday. You know what I get to? I didn't get to talk about this morning. What's that? You know, I'm in strange places sometimes. I'm being Indeed in, you are. I'm being interrogated by the police on Monday, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. <laughs> call the police department. You get the body cam video. <laughs> Were you wearing a dress at the time? Um, no, I was wearing my bikini. So <laughs> There you go. Right, Remember, was, speedos I, like spandex are a privilege, not a right. And that was my transracial day. I was a, I was a transsexual, transracial that day. I was a, I was a Indian woman. Okay. Anyway, okay. I'm in a place the other day, and I've told you the story many times. I'm in a store or a restaurant, and they've got the Muzak. It's funny. Nobody uses that anymore because that's an old term. Anyway, they got the background music playing, and I hear a song that I haven't heard in a while. I thought to myself, God, that's such a good song. Why does anybody play that song anymore? Because it's the 80s. And only my son listens to 80s music. My 27-year-old son. If I told you this, I get in the car with him the other day. He's got, he's got the Sinatra, he's got Sinatra playing. My 27-year-old. That's my boy. I'm going like, what are you doing? This is a Frank Sinatra. You can never go wrong with Frankie. <laughs> my 27-year-old son says, I love Frank Sinatra. I go. See, he's I got think, good taste. I think he died before you were born. No, I don't think. When I was born in what 93. When did Sinatra die? I can't remember. Anyway. Um, most of Sinatra's music was was 30 or 40 years old before my son was even born. Okay, so I'm in, I'm in a store, and I hear this song come on the radio, or on their background system. I think, God, that's such a good song. Why doesn't we play it anymore? So I get back to the office, and I go on YouTube to see if I can find the song. Well, it's interesting. There's three videos of the same song. There's a U.S. version there's a Australian version, and there's an international version of the video. And the Australian version is just strange, bizarre, weird. I mean, I don't even understand it. It's so weird. And it's the same song. And the, the international version is like a mini movie. It's like five minutes and 55 seconds. So it's right in my wheelhouse. You know, at six o'clock, my, at, six, at six minutes, my eyes glaze over. Like, if you don't get my attention in the first 60 seconds, and, and, and you've got another five minutes after that, I'm gone. You know, six minutes is my attention span. It's at least for stuff like That's that. That's about right. It's a, it's a mini movie. And it's so interesting because, first off, it starts off, the guy is a DJ. And it starts off, he's in a DJ studio. And he's on the air. And he's working in the night shift. And he's getting off. And he's playing one more song. And he says, I'm going to, and he's an Australian dude. And he says, I'm going to take one more request. So a woman calls up and requests this song. Play and, Misty for me. And then the next thing you see, he's in his Range Rover, heading to this woman's house. And then he gets out of his Range Rover, and I about fall out of my chair because of what he's wearing. I'm talking to myself, I want that outfit. What is it? A zoot suit? <laughs> if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. I'm thinking to myself. Just say what it is. I, I can't explain it. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it was so weird. Try. You try to I explain can't. everything. Try this. We'll talk about it on Monday morning. Okay? Remind I me. <laughs> Remind. Ew, I'm thinking to myself, where could I buy that? If I showed up, if I showed up wearing what he was wearing, 
you would like they you would have to dial nine one one and they'd have to put paddles on your chest to bring you back because you would have a heart attack. You'd go, My God, what's he wearing? <laughs> ah, my heart No, I'm I'm pretty open minded about that <laughs> no, kind of stuff. Oh, you would be shocked. This is so and I'm thinking about God, back in the eighties, did they wear that kind of stuff? Did dudes yes, actually wear they that? They did. Kind of... I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but they absolutely did. We'll talk about it on Monday. It was it was so funny. As a matter of fact, I'll play the beginning of the of the video where it's got the interchange between her and him on the phone, and then he and then there's music playing. He j- jumps in his Range Rover and he drives to her house, and you know, of course, she lives in some mansion out in the middle of nowhere with beautiful views. You know, 365. Okay, we got to get out of here. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Have a great day, everybody. Peace.